the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The mayor's wife of the city. And so I'm going to turn it over to Jimmy. Jimmy's been following this story and uh, bring us up to date. It's it's a crazy story. Um, the mayor in Conway's name is Bart Casper. Casper, interesting in this whole story, is he is the former fire chief of Conway. So Thursday... Thursday night, a uh, lady calls dispatch, a lady by the name of Millie, Mary Ellen McAllister, uh, wants an officer at uh, an apartment complex in Conway, uh, wants the door open to her son's apartment. She hadn't talked to him. Uh, she kind of gets irate on the dispatch, and uh, she says she's going to call the mayor, What she did. Officers come to the scene. She explains to the officers that, her son uh, was in an altercation the night before. He had tried to hurt his brother, uh, his own father, and tried to run over him with a vehicle, and she's concerned he's going to hurt himself. She tells him that he lives in this apartment that she's standing in front of, uh, apartment number 11, and she wants them to break the door down so she can go in. Officer goes up there. He doesn't answer. The officer tries to explain to the lady that, uh, we just can't breach the door legally. You know, we have to have cause to do it. We don't have it. Uh, lady, and we're going to play it. Lady looks at him and says, looked her in the eye and said, well, Melissa says you can. Police officer says, who's Melissa? And she said, the mayor's wife. And the officer just kind of So this like, woman called the mayor's wife and said they won't break down the door and... Yeah, she called said, the, you tell them to break down the door. Is that it, what happened? Yes, exactly. And so the police can't do it. Well, the fire department starts pulling up about that time. And uh, we've even we've got what we're going to play from dispatch because nobody dispatched the fire department. OK, so we want to play that, right? Yeah, we're going to play all this. Okay. And uh, uh, nobody dispatched the fire department. Come to find out that the the mayor had called the fire chief, Chief Winters. And said, hey, I need you to go over and take this door down. And so fire comes, and police are going, what are you doing there? And say, well, we got told the mayor's, mayor's called and said we need to get over here. So the police leave. Well, the fire's not going to do anything, so guess what? Oh, and the lady, and we're going to play it. The lady looks at the officer and says, that door's coming down. Whether whether you're here or after you leave, that door's coming down. Well, let's- And she didn't lie. Because yeah, well, he, well, let's let's play some of this audio that you've got. Yeah, Aaron, do you want to uh, do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with the lady talking to the uh, to the officer. That one clip we talked about would that work? Yeah, we can do it. Okay. Well, this is the thing. We don't know if he's home, so we can't technically make entry into the home. Who's Melissa? She's the mayor's wife. Okay. We can't make entry into the home unless there's an exigent circumstance as to why we need to get in there. So it 
kind of leaves us because you don't know if he's home or not. So if you knew that he was home and there was something that was going on, like inside, and he's just not answering his phone, then yes, we could make entry. That door's going to get open tonight. Okay. It can get open after you leave or whatever, but it will be open. Tonight. There you go. Okay. That's amazing um, to so me. If you can't do that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Now, let, let even me if we got to break the law, that door is coming open tonight. Yeah, and uh, and, and and this story actually gets crazier. Okay, so the officer is uh, really professional. Says, "Okay, you have a good night." And the officer leaves. She goes down. And fire says, "What's the deal?" And I said, "Look, we can't go in there." And so, a little bit later, so now the fire people show up and they say the same thing. They can't knock down the door either, right? Well, they they really didn't say that. They're just kind of looking around. What is going on? We didn't get dispatched. The the mayor's the, the chief's telling us the mayor wants us over here to do this. And so guess who shows up? The mayor. Okay. And so the mayor goes up with the firefighters and orders them to break down the door, and they do. And then they all go in the apartment. Do we have sound there. on that? We well, we've got video. We don't have sound on that one. We've got okay. video in. Um, uh, now, let me back up just a second to tell you, I obtained most of this through the Freedom of Information Act. Okay, some of it I already had before I sent an FOI when I found out about it. And so uh, there's a lady that lives next to the apartment who really, thank God, that she's a good woman and has a Zoom d- doorbell camera because what they didn't realize. It was all being taped, wasn't it? Video. And so, but we do have a piece that I want to play from the dispatcher because she realized she heard traffic on the radio of a fire going to this. And she's sitting there thinking, wait a minute, I didn't dispatch anybody there. I didn't dispatch fire there because all the calls go through her. She dispatches. So she called them and said, hey, what's going on? Play this, Aaron. This is is very telling. November 2nd, 2023, 8.16 and 41 seconds p.m. From a dispatch. Hey, this is interesting. Hey, so I was just wondering about the greens at Notre's Chapel. How did y'all know to go out there? We got a call from our head fire chief, uh, and he relayed it to our battalion. He told us we needed to go out there, so... Okay, I was just wondering because this, huh? Okay, so they don't know if, are are you aware that the officers are on scene? Yes, we've made contact with them. They said that they can't, they can't, they don't have legal grounds to make entry, uh, but apparently whoever they talked to told them that they know the mayor, so they'll have us. The female said that. She said she was going to yeah. call the mayor, and I was like, there's yeah. no need to do that. So I was just wondering, like, if she called the – that's why I asked what the reasoning was, because I didn't know if she called, like, Station 6 or – No, no. Or so we didn't, get any, we didn't get any information aside, that, aside from that we were coming to assist the police. Uh, okay. So, yeah, because so I was like, they're not requesting any assistance, so I'm Right, confused. right, yeah. yeah. No, that, that came from our head chief, so – uh, it's kind of a weird deal. Our battalion people cut it out here, I believe. Okay, so let let me make sure okay, I get okay. this correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. The police are there. Mm-hmm. They've told them that they can't knock this door down because they don't have they don't right. have any reason to knock the right. door down. 
the fire department comes out because the fire chief called them personally mm-hmm. and told them to go out and do this. That's right. On the on the call for service on the fire department report, uh, there's a form that's called a call for service for police department and fire. And when you look at the that report on the fire, it lists no caller, no phone number for the caller, no caller information. Well, there's a reason for that because nobody called the fire chief. The mayor called Chief Winters. Mayor Casper called Chief Winters. Chief Winters called these specific firefighters and said, go out there and do and this. And the dispatcher is calling because she's like going, what in the heck is going yeah, on here? I didn't dispatch anybody. And right. so this gets crazier, okay? So this gets crazier. They go up. They break in the door, right? The fire department. Yes. For what reason? Because the mayor told them to. Okay. Now, around Conway, if, if I will tell you, I'm going to take up for these firefighters. If they did refuse to do that, their life would be hell. They, they, I'm guaranteed, they would have been retaliated against, and they would have found a way to fire eventually. Uh-huh. And so, what are you supposed to do? You know, your chief's telling you, the mayor's standing there. Right. This is the proverbial. Rock in a hard place. Yeah, and so, but here's the kicker. All right, this is where this really gets crazy. She tells him this is her son's apartment, right? Right. She says this is it. They go through the door and everything. It's not his apartment. Not his apartment. It the belong- person told them that this was somebody said <laughs> this it was is this my person's son's apartment. apartment. He is in there. Okay. And it wasn't her son's It's not even her. her son's building. Oh, my God. So, so they're going, okay. So whose apartment is this? Is it well, yours? Well, that's, that's where we oh, go into. Okay. The guy's name is Daryl Roberson. Okay, so the, they breached your apartment. We got Daryl here. Yeah, he's sitting yeah. right here in the studio. What in the heck do you think about all this? Um, when I first get off in the morning and I go have breakfast and stuff like that and I get home, I go to put my key in, and I push the door, and I see my the door frame, and I'm looking around, and I walk to the apartment, left the door open, walk to the apartment, look around, see anything's missing, anything. I'm thinking someone just broke in, but didn't take anything because they got startled by somebody in the building or anything like that because, I mean, they broke the door frame. Okay. So then um, I uh, take all the pictures of the door frame, the door. And like uh, they kicked it so hard that like the the door where the uh, the screws and the little where you close the door at is on the floor. So I take all the pictures, I send it to the front desk, and I, I said, "Did y'all something happened last night? Was you know what's going on?" And she's like, "No, and we wouldn't have done that because we have a key, so we wouldn't have done that." And she's like, "You need to call Conway PD." And I was like, "Okay." So then I call Conway PD, and I was like, uh, I, I, "I'm." think my apartment's been broken into you know can someone and she's like are you in the apartment and i was like yes and she's like um uh, is anybody in there i was like no i walked around nothing's missing that i can see and i said i just need someone to come out and start my police report right so then the common pd officer shows up does he tell you that hey we were out here and has no idea (laughs) he has no idea and so he um he gets there, and he uh, said, uh, the, my neighbor has a doorbell camera, but I haven't spoken to him. And so he goes over, and he knocks on the door. She comes out, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And she's she's laughing, and she's like, he's like, do you know what happened last night? And she's like, yes. And he's like, um, do you know who did it? And she's laughing, and she's like, yes, I do. <laughs> 
And he's like, well, can I see the camera footage? And she's like, yeah. So she brings it up on her phone. And um, the officer, he's like, well, can you tell me who did it? And he, she's like, it's, it was y'all. <laughs> and he's like, hold, hold, hold on, what? And he's, she's like, yeah, y'all came out here last night and, you know, busted his door. So then she's bringing up the footage, and he's calling somebody, uh, and he goes, he sees the video, and he looks at me, and he goes, uh, why is the mayor in the fire department? I said, who? And he said, the mayor. Why is the mayor here in the fire department? And I was like, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Because, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I hadn't seen the footage yet. Yeah. So I didn't Twilight know. Zone, right? Right. <laughs> and so then he makes a call, and, he, and he's, he's uh, talking to them. Well, he finds out where the gentleman is that they were looking for. So he goes to the next door and goes and checks on the guy. This is in the other building. Yeah, the building away from me. All right, I got to take a break. Yeah. I want you to hold your this thought. This is good. Right. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> really is amazing. I told you yesterday that we're raising funds uh, for uh, National Adoption Month, and we're helping Angel's Choice Haven uh, f- with those funds. It's a safe place where a mother who... Uh, has an unplanned pregnancy, and who chooses adoption can stay at no cost while she's pregnant. It costs money uh, to keep it going, and just like it costs money to keep your home going. And so we're asking for you to make a uh, donation today by going to uh, 1011theanswer.com. Is it FM, com. Okay, 1011FM, Click on the link. You'll see a link for uh, Angel's Choice Haven and make uh, a donation. We're asking for $75. Uh, if you can't afford that, you can give less than that. If you can afford more than that, you can give more than that. There's a little box that says other uh, that you can make uh, You know your uh, donation to. Uh, your $75 non uh, you know, it's not tax. Dedu- it's tax deductible. Let me get that right. It is tax deductible, and it provides food, clothing, and personal needs for the woman in the Haven. Your financial gift provides resources to share info about the Haven with more hospitals, centers, and clinics, so more women can know and more babies can be saved. You can provide a monthly or a one-time donation to go towards the Haven. I'm going to highly recommend, if you're pro-life, that you do this today. Go to 1011FMTheAnswer.com, click on the link, and make your donation right now. They need your support. All right, Jimmy? Yeah, so this story actually gets crazy as you go. Daryl, jump back in there, and when this officer finds out it was them, what's the attitude at that point? Uh He's he really is just in shock because he looks at the the footage of it and sees that it's the fire department and the um, mayor and just hit, hit the look on his face he was just like looking at it and he and that's when he starts making a phone call and he's like why is the mayor here and I was like I don't know you know and then he he makes the call of like well what building were they looking for and he found out it was the other building next to my building thirty fifty five. And he goes down and does a wellness check on the gentleman that were, they were there to look for. Let's understand that it was a wellness check that was <laughs> supposed to happen that started this whole Max Dennett Keystone Cop thing <laughs> to happen. Keystone Cop's a good way to, All right, to, 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 to occur. 
and the mayor got involved in it. Well, really, the mayor's wife got involved in it, and then the mayor got involved in it, and they ended up breaking into our guest's uh, apartment, and he's not the guy they were doing the wellness check on, and there was a reason to do a wellness check on the guy that's in the other building, correct? Yes, and the the mom had told officers that he was violent and that he had tried to hurt the night before he tried to hurt his brother, his father, and he tried to run over him with a vehicle. Okay, which brings up an issue because... An important you, issue. Yes. At that point, you're putting those firefighters' lives and citizens' lives in danger because you're being asked to breach a door on someone who's been uh, that you've been told is violent, has tried to hurt other people, and... And you're trying to breach that door to the, that person's apartment without police there. Mm-hmm. That's how you get firefighters killed. That's how you get any emergency worker yeah, killed. I, there's a situation uh, several years ago uh, down close to Scott where a volunteer firefighter, Jason Adams, he worked at a fire department, but he also worked as a volunteer. And he responded before police got to a scene and entered the house, and he got shot and killed. That's why you have police there for that. And, and so, that's why the police, and let's give kudos where kudos go to the Conway oh, Police yes. Department, yeah. they were not going to breach that door. No, and they didn't know they Not because left. they thought they were in a dangerous situation, because it was against the law. I can tell you, they left. Had they have been there, and the mayor says, we're breaching it anyhow, Conway PD would have backed those firefighters up and said, well, wait a minute, you know, because this is going to be really dangerous. But the mayor, let's let's let people understand, the mayor is the former fire chief. He knows the procedures. He knows the protocols. He knows the dangers. He's not like just an average mayor that doesn't understand that. He knows this, and he put those firefighters' lives in danger without regard for their safety. And what if, what if Daryl had been in there? What about his safety? Yeah. You, so, do you wonder about that? I would have just been scared. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because I just didn't, you know, I would never thought anybody, you know. And, Darryl, they, and they kept calling the phone number, but it wasn't my phone number. Yeah. They kept calling the, the son's. The kid's phone. Yes, and he wouldn't pick up. Daryl, let me ask you this. This officer, Let's we got wait. a break. i got to okay. take a break. we got we got Sean Hannity. All right, if you've just joined us uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, last Thursday, a mother was uh, concerned that her son may have hurt himself because he had had an altercation with the family. And uh, she had been calling her son all day and he wouldn't answer the phone. So she wanted a wellness check done on him. So she called the, the Conway police, correct? Yep. Okay, so she calls the Conway police. She sends them, and she's there, by the way, to the wrong building, to the wrong apartment for her son. And she wants the Conway police to uh, literally knock the door down, kick it in, go in, and I want you to check on my son. That's against law. Can't do that. Conway police tell her that. We can't do it. We can't breach the, the door. So she calls, uh, at that point, calls the the fire department. Well, I'll let you, actually, you pick it she up. Had, she when she first called the dispatch to report this, 
dispatch wasn't doing it fast enough for her. Of course, the dispatcher's trying to do the best she can. And she says, well, you know, I'll call the mayor. They're good friends of mine. And she, that's what she did. At that point, she called the mayor. And then the mayor starts calling the police chief who called the dispatcher. The mayor calls the fire chief who called his fire people and said, get out there. And so the mayor, once she calls the mayor, the mayor starts orchestrating and taking administrative control of the police department and the fire department like he should not do. That's why you got a police chief and fire that's chief. Right. That's right. That's right. And, and, and kudos to the Conway police. Yeah. Yes. They followed the law. Yes. What they, what they should have done. So that, that's good. Uh, we, we know other firemen and other firemen that we've talked to about this had said, I wouldn't have breached the door. I'd given the breaching tool to the mayor and said, here, you do it. Yeah. It, it, what he asked them to do, what he ordered them to do, you know, was was not right. It was just absolutely wrong. And again, he was he was Bart Casper, the mayor, is a career firefighter. He was the fire chief of Conway. He knows these protocols. He knows the safety procedures and everything. But when you're a firefighter, and the reality is in Conway, if you buck the mayor, you better start looking for another job. Because they're going to make your life miserable. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do? Yeah, you're yeah. Rock, like I said, proverbial rocking. Yeah. The, you know. Then you've got our guest who they broke into. It's his apartment. It's not her son's apartment. She didn't even know where her son lives, evidently, and uh, came into the wrong building, came to his apartment, this gentleman's apartment, and they bust down his door. They proceeded yeah. to bust in his door. Went in. Mayor went into the apartment. The firefighters went into the apartment. They know he's not around. And nobody leaves any kind of a message, any kind of a note, makes any kind of call to let him know that his his apartment's been broken into by them. He comes home. So he comes home from work. He's working (laughs) overnight. And how would you feel if you walked up to your door of your home and uh, the frame of your do- of your door was shattered, and uh, the door was just pulled shut. So your door, your 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 house has been open all night long. To any Tom, Dick, or Harry wants to walk in. Yes. And I mean, I'm sure you didn't feel very safe when you first went in there. I was just like I said, I didn't know what to think. I was in shock because, like I said, I just got home and I'm looking around and stuff. And then after I seen the video footage, is really I was like. My apartment was unlocked the whole entire night, so anybody that was in my building or anybody that you know anybody that could have came up. Daryl, let me ask you this: when you when you saw the video and the and the officer said, "Well, that's the mayor in the fire department," what went through your head right then? Because that's kind of a you came home, your your place is busted into, and then you see a video and the cop goes, "Well, that's the mayor." Well, he's like, "Why is he here to your apartment?" I was like, "Well, I, I don't know." I was like, "I don't even know." I, I don't know any of them. I don't know why. Have you ever have you ever had dinner with the mayor? Yes. <laughs> no. Are you guys friends? No, but I you go to high school together. No, but I, I think he knows who I am now. I mean, yeah. It, it, so you're a hardworking guy. You work nights. Well, you work all you do twelve is, hours. Yeah, you just go to work, do your deal, pay your taxes, come mm-hmm. home. This happens. You're just like, what happened? And then you see it's the mayor. And I mean, so, so that whole day, me trying to go to sleep, I'm just waiting to see if anybody's going to come back and like apologize or say anything to tell you what happened right right? because i don't know so like i heard everything that day 
Like anybody that came by, you know, I could hear anything. And it was just like, that, that was just what went through my, so I didn't sleep any that day. So I just sit there and just thought about things like, why did they come to my apartment? Because I didn't know all the, you know, the details. And then I was like, like, you know, nobody's calling me. Nobody's knocking on my door. Like nobody said a word to me. So let's, let's be clear. Since this happened, which was Thursday night, you come on Friday morning. Today is Wednesday the following week. To date, has the police chief reached out to you? No. Has the fire chief reached out to you? No. Has the mayor reached out to you? No. Has anybody from the city of Conway? <laughs> Just uh, when I called the Conway PD that morning, they came out there and done the report. But you called them. I called them, and then I went up to the police department to get the police report, and then I talked to another officer and uh, got other things that I needed. That's an interesting part. <clears throat> I want to make clear to everybody listening. Nobody from the city has reached out to Daryl with any type of explanation or apology. Right. But you go because the the first officer wrote just kind of information report like, hey, it's no big deal. Yes. Which it's not. It's criminal. So you go back and you're kind of going, no, there's a little more to this. So you go to PD and another. Yes. Tell me about the other officer that takes over at this point. He uh, he he sits down with me and he's like, uh, you know, asking if I have any questions. And I'm, you know, asking for the police report. So I read the police report, and I'm telling him what I'm not seeing on there. And he's like, I, you know, I understand. And then um, I, I released the camp, the video footage to him to let him see everything. And then he updated the police report like, it, you know, it should have been and put everything in there in the police report that should have been in the police report. Yeah. And so he, he did a really good job on he just helping me. He put criminal charges on Yes, it, yes. Where the other officer did, not dogging no. the other officer. right. But this officer did the right thing. He went above and beyond to help me out. Yeah. And uh, who, just so we can give him credit, who is it? Uh, Ke- uh, Kel- Officer Kelton Smith. Officer Kelton Smith. Good for you, Officer Smith. I mean, yeah, he, he was, it. like I said. You got a gold help. star today. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I mean, he really helped me out. And just he, he just took the time to listen to me and just basically he's like asking questions you want to. And I'll help you out as much as I can. So okay, at this point. Hold no, on go ahead. one second. I'm looking over at Aaron. Did you call the mayor's office? Pull your mic. Here we I go. did. And what, uh, what, what happened? I asked him if uh, Mayor Castleberry was available, being very respectful, you know, talking to him. Of and, course. Uh, the lady said that he was currently not available, so obviously I left our contact information and told him we would love to have him on the show. All right. Well, we've, we've made contact. I'll, I'll do you better. After the show, I'll send him an email and I'll personally invite him on. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'd like to have him on to talk about and why has no one contacted this gentleman yeah. about them breaking into his apartment, which isn't the right apartment? Well, Aaron's got a clip that we need to get in here for sure. Aaron, do you have that clip ready about what the mayor says to the firefighters as they're leaving? Okay, yes, he does. Right okay, here we go. Um, It was a little hard to hear, but he's, he said, if, if, guys, if anybody gives you grief, it's on me. And laughs. And laughs. That's right. Didn't well, and here, <laughs> and here, here's the key, all right? Mayor, we'd like to talk to you yeah. about that. It's, you on, it's you. on you. Yeah. You said the buck stops with you, so come on the air and let's talk about the buck stopping with you. Well, my thing is also... Um, what was so funny about the situation? Yeah, why was it funny? Yeah, because you're worried yeah. about her son, and you just bust in the wrong yeah. apartment. Why was it funny? 
And you is it not going through your mind? Well, this is not the son's apartment. I wonder whose apartment this is. Let's go check another. You know, let's yeah. get the right information. But yep. knock on the neighbor's door. But, say, it's, hey, but it's but it's not a funny situation. I'm the mayor. Do you know who lives there? Because we just made a mistake. Who owns the yeah, apartment? They, they never knocked on any other doors in my apartment yeah. and said, "Do you know what building this is?" We're looking. You know, but the laugh at the because I just heard that. You know, through, but the laugh and he's like, "I'll take you know, like it's not a laughing matter." Well, well, you don't matter because you don't know Melissa, right? Right. So, I mean, <laughs> let's let's talk. You don't about know it. the mayor's wife. Yeah. That's right. So let's talk about the criminal aspect of this. Where are they telling you this leaves you? Because he wrote it up. He put the criminal charge, criminal mischief, in which is which I think is fair. I think it should be upgraded to breaking and entering, but through an investigation that can happen. But that's where we want to go. So where does that leave us? Since Mr. Beener, what do they tell you your recourse is at this point? Um, I haven't went back up to the police department, but uh, last I talked to the officer, he had said after we get a police report and all that stuff that uh, I can take it over to the city attorney's office and go from there with it. Yeah. And uh, uh, Charles Fingerbender is the city attorney, so it's a misdemeanor. So the city attorney handles misdemeanors. Now, I'm going to suggest this. You know, I think – that this this really does warrant uh, more than a misdemeanor, but I think what it warrants is an investigation. So to do this properly, the city attorney would need to reach out to the Arkansas State Police, the major over uh, criminal investigation division. And open up an investigation. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And, and ask for the ASP to do an investigation. Because you can't ask Conway to investigate it. I mean, it's a conflict. And But to do that, though, it has to be on a felony level. They're not going to investigate a misdemeanor level. So it's up to the city attorney to do this and, and, and get this investigation going. The city attorney does not work for the mayor. The city attorney in, in Conway is Works an elected position. Yeah, he's an elected position. And so Charles is elected to that position. So it's, But I think it's incumbent upon him to say – you know, we really need an investigation in this, and that we're not just going to just sweep this over here. Not saying Charles would, but this needs to be looked into. Well, here's the key: there's going to be some people say no harm, no foul. Yeah, well, that's, that's what they want to say. But say. what if I was home? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and someone got hurt, like they yeah. came in my door and they got hurt. Well, mm-hmm. put you in a position. You know, let's say Daryl's sitting there, door gets kicked open, he's asleep, whatever. People are coming in. He grabs his gun, shoots. It's not just the people getting shot. It's Daryl's got to live with. He just shot somebody. Yeah. He just shot a firefighter. I mean, it was hard enough me not being <laughs> home and then wondering if anybody's going to come back. Yeah. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.